David Friedman, he wrote that. Welcome to Church Above the Ford Dealership. Now let's turn to number 22 in our hymnals. <laughs> Many years ago, I asked David to sing that here. And this is back when we had a lot more families and young children. And I said, if there's no children there, let's do it. And that particular day, there was no children here, not unlike today. And so I said, David, would you sing this song? I was new here. I was somewhere in my first year. And, and he did. And we sold more cassettes after the service than we had ever sold before. They had never heard the song uh, here in Norwalk, and they laughed a lot. But it makes sense. It's a very spiritual song. Now, let me tell you, the next week, Scott Coulter, who was then our music director, he came to me and said, Sean, I found this song I think would be good for us to do, and it's called, We Come Together in Christian Faith. And I said, Scott, I'll be, I, I don't love that word Christian for us here. It doesn't seem to work. He said, so let me get this straight. Bitch, okay in church. Shit, okay in church. Christian, not okay in church. And that's kind of where we were at that point. I could say Christian now, and I know what it means. And, you, and you, most of you can go along with me when I say that word. But well, today's talk is called prosperity, 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> because we hear about it, for those of you who've been coming around New Thought for a long time, prosperity this and prosperity that and abundance this and blah, 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 blah. And let me tell you, a friend of mine, for another church in the unity movement, they, they pre-taped their Sunday service uh, this one week because the, the speaker couldn't be there and they were on Zoom or whatever, whatever their electronic thing is uh, of doing it. And so the guy that runs the electronics and does all the mixing, uh, the speaker did his talk on Friday afternoon and uh, the, the Daily Word reader read her thing on Friday afternoon. A lot of things happen on Friday afternoon, but but as, as the guy who, the, who does all the mixing and everything, he knew he was going to have to put other, insert other things. And he said, oh, David, oh, I think the speaker's name was David. Thank you. That's the best talk ever. Blah, 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 blah. Please give to unity. Blah, 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 blah. Please tell whatever. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, he forgot to fix it all. So what aired on Sunday morning was uh, all the talk and then blah, 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 blah. Give the unity, blah, 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 blah. Now, it's funny. I laughed so hard when I heard about it. Now, I laughed even more when there wasn't one comment about it. There was a board meeting the next night and not one board member commented, which tells me they don't stay on past the talk. <laughs> Nobody heard it. Blah, 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 blah. So prosperity, you know, it, sometimes it seems like, my gosh, we hear so much about it that it, it just becomes rhetoric. And yet I loved when I came to Unity and I heard about prosperity. I had never heard anybody talk about prosperity when I first came to Unity. And I believed it. And then over the years, I, start, I thought, well, it seems like more people are not prospering than prospering. What's going on here? We're given tools to prosper. I was beginning to prosper. I also used the tools. And I think some other people, like David Song, you know, oh, I tried that for 10 minutes once. Look, what did I get? <laughs> I tithed for two times. I tithed 5%. Tithe means 10th. Uh, I gave, I, I forgave somebody, <laughs> you know, I, I tried that. Is that too much to ask? 
Come on, I, all I want is this, 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 and this. Remember when you were, I don't know how many of you as a kid made a list for Christmas of everything you wanted? And I'm willing to bet that list was a lot longer than your forgiveness list. <laughs> your, the, 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 the resentment list that you need to really need in order to get clear. That the, the list that you would like to acquire is bigger than what you would like to release from your closet. I love hearing about that you, you had to go through your process with your mother's stuff. I understand that entirely. And the day came when it was like, okay, I don't need this anymore. And I've, I've done stuff like that. I have let go of a lot of stuff this year. I don't know how my closets are still full because I've let go of a lot of stuff. It's called Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I've acquired a lot of stuff. Because I gave nothing to Amazon except the payment. Uh, and, and so so to look at all this and say, okay, prosperity, prosperity, what is prosperity? I want, I want prosperity in my life. And it's got to be about more than money. It's got to be about more about them. It's got to be about more than acquisition. Because I have found, and, and especially in the old days, you know, when you had to go to a storage shop, and, and I didn't live that far from Macy's in New York, and I would find I'm on my way home not necessarily remembering what was in the bags. It was the acquisition at Macy's that was important. It was the, ooh, ooh, and it's on sale. Oh, and it's on sale. Oh, and I said, so it got to the point where if it wasn't on sale, I didn't need it. And if it was on sale, I did. <laughs> which is insane. And, and so, but, and so I, 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 getting home was like Christmas because everything in the bags were a surprise to me. And I just bought it an hour ago. And, and, and so I would go a little blank because I didn't think I had enough. If the drawers weren't full to overflowing, if the closets weren't full to overflowing, I didn't feel prosperous. And, and now, now in my wisdom, I go through the closets and the drawers. I try to go through every six months because I forget what's in there. And suddenly I start buying repeats. And now when I go through, it's like Christmas of stuff I already have. Oh, the money I save by wearing the stuff I already have, by using the stuff I already have. How many scissors do we need? I don't have manicure scissors. Well, of course I have manicure scissors, but I can forget because there's a shinier pair on an Amazon ad. You know, things like that. Do I have that book? I don't know. Last year when we were thinking of, of selling our house, we went through and we released and we released and we gave to people and we gave so much away because I was grateful for having had it. I was not going to be not enough if I released it. And that was very important to me. I need to be enough with all that I have. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I need to be enough with this. In the early days of my healing, my conscious healing, one day I said, if it never gets better than this, if I never have a bigger apartment, if I never get more stuff, if I never get a better job, if I never, whatever, am I okay? And I was so relieved that the answer was yes. It was very thrilling to me to realize, yeah, I'm in good shape. And I was very new to my healing, but I had found a spirituality in my healing. I had found a God of my understanding 
that was just so splendid. This God was on my side. And he was on my neighbor's side over here, on my neighbor's side over here. This God of my understanding. Well, as God is for us, nothing could be against us. Now, it doesn't always seem like that, does it? It doesn't always feel like that. You know, you, you pick up a newspaper. You, you go into a, some of those of you who go to bars, you'll, you'll know those conversations over there. Sometimes you go to church and you hear those conversations. Uh, go to your families for dinner and you hear those conversations that seem to be filled with adversity. That, that people are adverse to each other. Uh, over opinions, that the opinions are so important that they will throw their families into hell over them, or they will throw themselves into hell over them. They will, th we will, we throw each other away. And what is our greatest prosperity except each other? People will throw their church away because, well, they get mad at me if you're in this church. Uh, they'll get mad at their minister somewhere else, and they will throw their church and their community away because of a temper tantrum. Because they didn't get what they thought they wanted. And we come here to learn a lot of things, and part of our prosperity is to learning how to experience forgiveness. And in the experience, giving way for a new thought about it. And, and, you know, we all know somebody, or we all are somebody, who can never see where we come up short in a relationship. I pray all the time about that. I pray, where have I come up short today? Where am I still coming up short? What do I owe? To, do I owe anybody any type of opportunity for forgiveness in the relationship? Or do I need to wait until they decide that... There, because to come up to somebody, I forgive you. Well, that's a horrible thing to do to somebody that's mean and that's judgmental. I forgive you. How ridiculous is that? Where did you get the right to judge me? It's about forgiving myself for having judged. I'm not justified in any of my resentments. And believe me, I try. Anybody? Does anybody here try with all your might to justify your resentments? Oh my goodness, they're off, let me try, and I'll call somebody up. Do you believe they did this to me? I'll try to get them in on the resentment, so then it validates. It validates why I don't like somebody or why I don't like what they did. But the problem is it keeps me in everlasting misery. That's my big thing with it. It's why I liked unity so much. It's like, oh, okay, and 12-step uh, healing too. It, it helps me, it really helps me to... Bit by bit, person by person, thought by thought, release at least what I think is the cause of the upset. I may still not like somebody. You know, we all don't all want to go to lunch with each other in this world. There are many people in this world I don't want to go to lunch with. Anybody? Mm -hmm. Anybody? Some of you don't want to go to lunch with me. It has to be okay. <laughs> uh but you have to pay attention to that. And then there's the others who say, oh, no, I'm not upset at all. And, of course, they are. They're furious and can't face it. But within our prosperity is each other. Our prosperity is all those people out there. That's our real prosperity. And it's because it, what it is is our connection. What is it? Somebody, I recently heard somebody said the opposite of addiction is connection. 
But you see, if I'm addicted to my thoughts, if I'm addicted to my thinking, if I'm addicted to my opinions, what that does is it keeps me separate. It may keep me with the illusion of being safe, but it keeps me separate and it maintains the feeling of separateness. And we begin to wonder, why am I so alone? I've known people who have come to, to here in the past and they've left because they couldn't connect with anybody. I remember one woman in particular, I couldn't tell you her name now to save myself, it's been a lot of years, but she said, I, nobody would say hello to me. Nobody would connect with me. I tried. I said, really? And I, and I told this to a group here, and she said, well, she never asked me to lunch. I'd have been happy to go to lunch with her. I learned when I started going to groups, if I'm out of town and I'm by myself at a church or a group, I introduce myself over here and over here and over there and over there. And, and if it happens to be a place where they're not uh, responding, really, I, I, I don't think anybody's bad or wrong. They just don't want what I have right now. And why would that be? Because they don't know what I have to offer. I have something to offer in this world. I know that because there's a lot of people who want what I have. I believe you all have something to offer because there's not one person in this room that you don't have something that I want. Might be jewelry, but that's what I want. You know, but no, I mean something of your being, something of your God self that isn't very valuable. There's everybody has something in their God selves. You may not use that word, but it's what I, the word I use. And I look at you, look at you, and I see light. And I see light, and I see light, I see light, and I see light. And every once in a while, you'll f I'll find somebody around here wants to hide it so much because they're afraid of being hurt. Their feelings have been hurt before they hurt their own feelings or I hurt their feelings and we maintain that hurt. And, and this is why we keep coming back to get past the hurt in order to practice what we preach. Inside your church is not an exception to what we preach any more than outside of our church is, it not, is, is the place to practice what we preach. We're not a theory. Well, we are actually until we start practicing it. And still we, until we start proving the principles true. So I have to look at everything and say, well, well, they teach prosperity at that church. And they teach prosperity at that group. And they teach prosperity at the retreat. And I don't want to tithe. And they keep talking about tithing. And it's like, don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. David wrote this wonderful song about, uh, it's called Millions of Dollars. And he wrote it early on in his unity training and our unity attending, unity participation in New York. And he wrote this to see, see we all have different versions of prosperity in a given moment. But See if you can find the source of prosperity in any of this. Gang, listen to this. This is metaphysical meaning of prosperity. The consciousness of God as the abundant everywhere present resource, unfailing, ready for all who open themselves to it through faith. They that seek God shall not want any good thing. Prosperity is based on the conscious possession of the idea of God's abundance. Back of all things, things come and go, but the idea of abundance endures. 
things appear at its command. It says here, Jesus had no visible possessions, but he could supply thousands of persons with food through praising and giving, thanks to the invisible spirit of plenty. The difference between spiritual prosperity and material prosperity is that spiritual prosperity is founded on understanding of the inexhaustible, omnipresent substance of spirit as the source of supply. The material belief is that the possession of things constitutes prosperity. In demonstrating prosperity, you should praise and give thanks for every little evidence of financial improvement. Be confident of the immediate cooperation of God's Spirit with you in bringing to pass that for which you have given thanks. The divine resource never fails. God is the omnipresent, unfailing resource for all who trust Him and who make all their thoughts cord with divine mind. God is your prosperity. Stamp this thought daily on your mind and you will reap success. Giving in the right mental attitude creates prosperity. Giving with the fear of lack leads to poverty. Giving with the thought of a large resource opens the way for a large income. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. That comes from Luke 6.38. A few weeks ago, I was in a hotel in Vermont. I was doing a wedding that weekend. And I got into the shower and they, they had the cleaning stuff on the wall cleaning stuff, shampoo, some conditioner, <laughs> cleaning stuff, oh, Comet is on the wall. <laughs> and, and so I, uh, well, I don't shower with my glasses on. I also don't tend to see well without my glasses on. And so I'm in that shower, and, I, and believe it or not, I do use shampoo. It clean, cleans my head. Uh, but I couldn't tell which was which. And I prayed. I said, Spirit, show me the shampoo. Suddenly I could see each one. I could read it clearly, each one. What I saw as I pray, something changed. I've also learned to give thanks, even when I don't like what's going on. Because it's like, show me the way, God. Show me the way. It's Friday, I, I was with a group, and there was a speaker there who went on and on and on. I hope you're not thinking this about me, but on and on and on. But I'll, this is what you can do if you, you do think it. On and on and on about nothing. Oh my gosh, she talked for the longest time about nothing. And I finally said, thank you God that she's talking for all this time about what I think is nothing. What I saw is my whole attitude changed. Everything about it just changed. I didn't care that she was going on. I was with a group of people that I loved and that's all that mattered. And she's not gonna go on forever. <laughs> so when she's done, life will move on and all, it, it, that will be in the past. When I pray, things change. When I'm willing that things change, things change. And I'm, when I'm willing that they stay the same, they stay the same. How do you know the difference between willing that they change, willing that they stay the same? Well, one thing, you can look at the results of your life every day, every day, every day. Are things shifting and changing or are they staying the same? You know, our old resentments coming back dressed up in new clothes. New bodies, new faces, or it's old stuff. Show keeps coming back. Then you know you haven't changed. You haven't changed your thinking about it. You haven't changed your thoughts about the resenting of it, the whatever, the confusion of it. If when they shift, you'll know you've changed your mind. I have to. Uh, it's a twenty-four hour a day job for me to keep looking 
at what I'm thinking. Because, well, I've grown used to being uncomfortable in my body. Anybody? Have you accepted now? You're probably never not going to be uncomfortable. We've got a body and we feel things. It's got sensations in it. And when our thinking starts happening, positive or negative, sensations come up and it's, and it's itchy and it's uncomfortable. But what I, so my, I have to do a ch use child's, to, a children, or children's tools, we'll call it. Be ye as a little child to enter the kingdom. I have to give thanks for what I don't know I'm giving thanks for. I've decided years ago that as God is for me, nothing could be against me. Now don't get me wrong, it doesn't mean I don't have preferences, because I do. And don't get me wrong, I don't, I don't, it's not that I never have agitation, because I do. And sometimes I delay my good by complaining about What's, what I think is going on, not what's going on, what I think is going on, and there is a difference. What's going on is never what I think is going on, ever. And so I have to keep asking, I have to keep praying. When, when I think my feelings suddenly are hurt, I don't know if that's even an accurate thing, but I do notice I have feelings and I'm going, ouch, 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 and whose fault is it? Who did it? Who made these lovely feelings hurt? And, and usually it's me. So I have to look in the mirror. Hi, God. Look in the mirror. Hi, God. And uh, say, okay, ouch, ouch, ouch. I can change this. How do I know? Because I have changed it before. I have looked in the mirror and acknowledged my God self. I have looked out into the crowd and acknowledged my God self. And when I acknowledge my God self, I am already acknowledging your God self. If I'm not acknowledging mine, how could I possibly see yours? And so to begin to pay attention, see, because this is my prosperity. All my wealth, all my well-being happens right in here. So much has happened right in this room in my life, and I know a lot has happened in this room for with you guys in your life. Your lives have changed in this room. And so if they went south in this room, what happened? Was it because of the way I preached or the way you thought about how I preached? Was it the way somebody didn't say hello to you properly over its hospitality? Or how you thought somebody didn't say hello to you properly in hospi hospitality? Was it how you didn't get included at BJ's? Was it how it, or was it, did your life get amazing because you were included to go to lunch at BJ's? We are fickle people. We are hurt children, but I'll tell you what we're not. We're not bad trying to become good. None of us. And so let's not make ourselves bad. Let's just know, oh, I forgot. In certain moments, I forgot. And now, Spirit, remind me. So that's I use the word spirit. You can use whatever you got, whatever. Love, remind me. Use whatever word you want. Find what works for you. That's what I did. And then let the prosperity coffers begin to build again and build again and build again. You know, don't don't use your church. Don't use your money. Don't use your damage to punish others and yourself. Don't throw your good away because of feelings. Say, oh, these are feelings. God's not against me, so how could it be that this being is against me? 
So I'm going to read this before we close out. I need a mic stand. You want to do what the hell? I did. I called it for it. I carried it for it. <laughs> so this comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. This is from the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament. It says, listen for my words and you shall hear them. For I am always willing to speak to you. I love, this is why I trust the words Holy Spirit. Somebody introduced me to Course in Miracles a long time ago. And I didn't trust the person so much. I did trust the, what she, the teaching she passed along. And said, listen for my words and you shall hear them, for I'm always willing to speak to you. And I thought, okay, there's the highest voice in me that is always willing to communicate. Not so much with me, but to me. To tell me the truth of my being and tell me the truth of what's going on around me. You do not hear me when I speak because of your thinking and your thoughts about the meaning of the world. But if you are willing to lay down your thinking, you will hear me. When you are willing to lay down your own thinking completely, my goodness, you will hear only me and you will rejoice. So get ready. Let me tell you what it means to give everything. This is not a statement that can be measured and ju judged based on actions within the world, for the world is not real. Therefore, you cannot be measured or judged by anything in the world, but you can use the world to measure and judge your own giving. For your belief in the world is the measure and judgment of that which you give. You give through thought. Pay attention, everybody. This is very important. You give through thought. Your world is reflected to you by your thinking. And some of us think we should be thinking these thoughts. And we're wrong. If I'm not happy, if I'm not getting a happy mirror from my thinking, I need to change my thinking. And I know how dangerous that can feel. But try it over and over again and see if things begin to shift. Okay. To give through thought, those liter there literally is no other way to give. This is not a partial statement, nor is it symbolic. It is a statement that is whole and completely your truth. You give through thought. You give through thought. There is literally no other way to give. What you give is what is experienced. So your experience is a measure of what you give. What I ask you to give everything, I ask that you give all thought to the true desire of the heart. This is the only way in which you can give. To not give in this way is not to have given, since that which does not exist cannot be given. I ask you now to focus this lesson on the thoughts in your mind. Do not look at the world. And do not look at your brothers and sisters to see well, how well they are learning what I teach. To look at the world is to measure your thought. What you see is your measure, not theirs. So if you look, look in this way to see your own thoughts. But I tell you, it is better for you now not to look at all. It is better and more effective if you remain focused within your mind. I ask you to remember who you are when you look at your thoughts. I have told you that you are the one child of God, without division, living not within the world. Do your thoughts tell you this? Do they tell you that you are holy and one not separate from anything? Do they tell you the world does not exist and you do and so you must not be in the world? Do they tell you 
that you are with God and God is with you without distance or absence of any kind. If your thoughts do not speak the truth of you, your thoughts are not the thoughts of giving. Look then in your own mind. Ask yourself truly how much you are giving. You give more not by not giving less. You give truly by focusing your mind to give an alignment with the heart. Your true desire will guide your giving, so let your true desire lead in the watching of your mind. Lay down thoughts of non-giving by seeing them as nothing, for that is what they are. Pick up the thoughts of giving by knowing the true desire of the heart, for in being true desire you are giving, and all that you give is received by everyone through one mind in full. So, today and each following day, don't look at all the people in the world for what they're not giving you, for how they're not fulfilling you. Look within and ask where the fulfillment lies. Ask, what is my true desire today? Tell yourself, God is my source of my supply, not my neighbor. God is my source and supply, not the president. God is my source and supply, not my parents. God is my source and supply, not another country. God is my source and supply, not my past. God is my source and supply, not my spouse. God is my source and supply, not the absence of a spouse. God is my source and supply, not my misery. God is my source and supply. Everything else I'm experiencing is temporary. There is only one power and one presence as the universe and as my life. God the good omnipotence. And so, when we speak of prosperity now, let's not let it be blah, blah, blah. Let's let it be a reminder that prosperity represents my willingness to connect consciously with my source, my supply, which I call God. Thank you.